0: You're listening to the Hamilton Today podcast from 900 CHML. The G-Summit is underway in Germany. Obviously, Ukraine, a huge focus of that, uh, and uh, things that have changed in a post-pandemic world, uh, including the rising price of energy. Let's bring in Arl Brown, Professor of International Relations and a senior member of the Monk School of Global Affairs at the University of Toronto, and is with us now. Oral, thanks for the time. I hope you're well. Thank you. What are, uh, you know, obviously there's different priorities depending upon which G7 this is. Uh, this one, obviously coming out of a pandemic, hopefully, and where we are with the Russian invasion of Ukraine. How much is energy a discussion and the high cost of energy and, and inflation that's uh, a result of that? How much of that is uh, is on the agenda of this G7?
1: It's a huge topic because it's affecting everyone around the world and it is having a devastating effect on the economies of uh, countries uh, uh, around the globe. So, um, the G7 are aware of the fact that part of the problem comes from what Russia is doing in Ukraine, that this has driven energy prices up, that Russia has benefited from that, that uh, in turn, Uh, economies have slowed down. There may be food insecurity because of the blockade of Ukrainian shipments. And so these matters are all interconnected. What is happening militarily, the economic impact, energy are all uh, interacting in a way that are very, very damaging. So the G7 are trying to find solutions. And they're looking for what Seem to be clever solutions. One of the solutions that they are attempting to introduce – and this goes back to ideas that were uh, first voiced by Janice Yellen, the uh, Secretary of the Treasury in the United States – is to put a cap on Russian energy exports, so it uh, uh, on a price cap. And not that uh, uh, they would stop all Russian uh, sales of energy, but rather to ensure that Russia is getting low prices only, and that would not engage in the energy market, the oil market, but they would be getting much less for oil than they're getting right now. We mustn't forget that despite the sanctions in the first five months of this year, Russia received more in terms of oil revenue, which is the largest source of export revenue, than they received mm-hmm. in the previous uh, uh, five months last uh, – in the five, uh, uh, similar five months la- last year. But this is a very complex approach, and I don't know if they would be able to get a sufficient support even within the, uh, the G7, never mind they're going to other countries and getting private companies on board. Another area where they're moving is uh, to stop the sale of Russian gold, which is as well a very important export item uh, from Russia. At the same time, we see horrific Russian atrocities. Today, the Russians attacked with missiles Uh a shopping mall at Kremenchuk, where dozens of people perhaps uh, have been killed. What uh,
0: obviously uh, President Zelensky met had had a meeting with the G seven leaders what can he ask of them that we have not already given what else can we do we know the whole uh, no-fly zone you know that was that's been chatted about for 130 some odd days Uh, but what else can
1: we do to help ukraine president biden has announced that the united states is going to send some potent anti-aircraft missiles uh that originated in norway That have longer range to help defend Ukrainian cities. This tells us that uh, we're proposing to do something tomorrow that we should have done yesterday. We have not sent Ukraine the kind of armaments that they've been pleading for for months. We have not provided the training that takes several weeks, which now we are using as an excuse as to why we're not delivering some of these heavy weapons because it takes weeks to train, but this war has been going on for four months. And it has been this extraordinary timidity shown by the West and in particular by the American president, who talks loudly but doesn't do all that much. Um, Yes, there has been an increase in uh, the armaments that have been sent to Ukraine, But we have to judge that in terms of need. And when we look at the need that they have, those needs have not been met. They need many more heavy armaments. They need much better anti-aircraft missiles. And the West could also help open up a naval channel uh, in the Black Sea that would allow Ukraine to export grain, barley, and other cereals. Ukraine is one of the largest exporters in the world, and this is affecting not only the Ukrainian economy, it is creating a great deal of food insecurity in Africa and elsewhere. So the West can do much more, but it's a matter of its willingness to do so. And what Vladimir Putin is counting on is what Tolstoy said, that the strongest warriors in a conflict are patience, uh, and and a willingness uh, to 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 act, and that doesn't seem to be very much the case in the West uh, at the moment. Uh, that patience are beginning to wear thin, and uh, the uh, time that uh, uh, it takes uh, is is also a factor. And Vladimir Putin mm-hmm. thinks that time. And uh, patience out on his side.
0: Arl Brown with us, professor, international relations, and a senior member of the Monk School of Global Affairs, University of Toronto. G7 leaders meeting, uh, and met with uh, Ukraine President Zelensky today. Uh, very much, uh, thank you very much, Arl, as always for the time, much appreciated. Be well. Thank you.